You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Monday to you. Today, we are going to examine the NFL awards. NFL MVP, Coach of the Year, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and then, of course, the Pro Bowl. And I want to look at each category and talk about the Buffalo Bills' chances to win the award, a player on the team to win the award, and then later on when we get to the Pro Bowl, which Bills players, I think, have the best chances to go to the Pro Bowl this year. So with the NFL community having its sights set on the upcoming season, let's talk about the Bills through the lens of prominent NFL awards. Let's start with NFL MVP. For each category, I'll give you some notes. I'll tell you about the Bills' history. I'll give you the Bills' odds. And then I'll talk about the bottom line. So with NFL MVP, here are my notes. This is basically an award that's reserved for quarterbacks and running backs. A quarterback or running back has won the award every single year since 1986 And the last non-quarterback or running back to win the award was Lawrence Taylor with the New York Giants. Since 1986, eight running backs and 28 quarterbacks have won the award. And then, of course, we had co-MVPs a couple of times. So if you're wondering how the math adds up with there being 28 quarterbacks and eight running backs since 1986, and you're trying to figure out that math, just understand that there was a couple of times where the AP named co-MVPs. And then furthermore, when we talk about this being a quarterback and running back award, every year since 2012, a quarterback has won the award. The last non-quarterback to win NFL MVP was Adrian Peterson. So folks, this is very much a quarterback award that is sometimes given out to running backs. When it comes to the Bills' history, with the NFL MVP award. The Bills have won it twice. Thurman Thomas in 1991, OJ Simpson in 1973. When it comes to the bet online odds for the Bills, Josh Allen is looking good. He has the second best odds at plus 900 behind Patrick Mahomes. And then on the other side of things, Stefan Diggs is 40th when it comes to highest odds at plus 15,000. But I will say that he is tied with Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers, DeAndre Hopkins of the Arizona Cardinals, Travis Kelsey from the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs for the highest odds among non-quarterbacks and running backs. So that's pretty good. We know that this is a quarterback award that is sometimes given to running backs, but really never other positions. So it's pretty cool for the Bills to have one of the best odds for a player 
at non-quarterback or running back with that being Stephon Diggs. But when it really comes down to the Bills and their chances to take home the NFL MVP award, it is Josh Allen. And Josh Allen finished second last year behind Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers played out of his mind, or else Josh Allen would be the reigning NFL MVP. So I expect Josh Allen to once again be right in the thick of this thing. But I will say this. Go back and listen to the Bruce exclusive podcast last Thursday on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast feed because he did an exceptional episode on Josh Allen and reasonable regression. And don't start lighting your pitchforks because I said reasonable regression in Josh Allen. There are a lot of reasons that it could happen, and some of them really don't have anything to do with Josh Allen playing worse. But why the statistics might not be quite as impressive as they were last year. So go listen to that podcast because you'll be smarter for it, but also you'll have the right expectation and the right mindset for Josh Allen entering this season. So I think Josh has a really, really good chance. I think he's absolutely a top three candidate. And um, the Bills definitely have one of the favorites to be the NFL MVP this year in Josh Allen. So let's move on to coach of the year. My quick note on this award is that three of the last four recipients of this award won it in their first season with that team. So this past year, Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns, and then it was Matt Nagy with the Chicago Bears, Sean McVay with the Los Angeles Rams. Three of the last four with John Harbaugh with the Baltimore Ravens being the one exception over the last four years that wasn't in their first season with their new team. So it's interesting because I think this award has really become the award to the coach that overachieves, right? It's like the the coach that finished higher than what the preseason expectations were. And when you think about the Rams and the Bears and the Browns and what they did in their first season with those coaches, you know, you can really understand uh, why I believe it's that type of award. So what is the Bills' history with NFL Coach of the Year? They've won it one time. Chuck Knox in 1980 for going 11-5. and five. When it comes to bet online's odds, Sean McDermott has the seventh best odds at plus 1,600. So he's in the top 25%, but still not one of the leading candidates in my mind. So I think he has a somewhat reasonable chance, but I worry that the ship has sailed for McDermott when it comes to winning this award. Because I think, like I said already, that this goes to the coach of the team that overachieved the most. Nobody is expecting the Bills to not have a good season. The expectations are there for the Bills. They're a Super Bowl contender. People expect the Bills to win 12, 13 games this year. So that's not going to get it done. I think what Sean McDermott would have to do to win this award is go 15-2 and two or better. 15-2 and two or better is what I think it's going to take for Sean McDermott to win this award. And that's not crazy, right? Like, the Bills won 13 regular season games. There was a point in time last year where they were 15-3. and three. So 15-2 and two is not that crazy. But I just worry that his best chances have already passed him by when they went 9-7, and seven, went to the playoffs in 2017, and broke the drought. 
or last year when they went 13 and 3 and really ascended or even the 10 and 16 from from 2019 i just feel like he's been a candidate and now the expectations are high and so it's just going to be hard for him to achieve greater results than what's already expected for him so i'm sure that makes sense to you i just worry that like i said that this ship has sailed Sean McDermott, because the expectations are high for his football team. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There is something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. And if you don't know what the Built Bar flavors are, well, you're missing out. They have coconut, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, and cookies and cream. While I love so many of the flavors, I think my favorite is cookies and cream. Every time I go back to BuiltBar.com to order more, it's the tried and true one that just always delivers. I'm always in the mood for it. It tastes delicious. And if you haven't tried all the flavors and you don't know which one you want to try, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors and you could try them all. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting protein bars on the planet, They're healthy too. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. There's only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. The flavors are amazing. They're all tasty and they're all healthy. So order today, get the cookies and cream, get the raspberry or whatever you like. And check this out. Built Bar is actually the official protein bar of the U.S track and field team. So that's pretty cool. Got a deal for you. Go to builtbar.com, use our promo code LOCKED15, and it'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, let's move on to offensive player of the year. My notes on this one is that it is rare for a wide receiver to win it. So you might be thinking about Stefan Diggs, but uh, wide receivers don't typically claim this hardware. Uh, Offensive Player of the Year became an award in 1972. Since 1972, three times has a wide receiver won it. 2019, Michael Thomas. 1993, Jerry Rice. And 1987, Jerry Rice. So very unlikely that a wide receiver wins the award. What is the Bills' history? O.J. Simpson won it in 1973. Thurman Thomas claimed it in 1991. Now, for some reason, Bet Online does not actually have any odds published for this award, so I don't have anything to offer you there. But the bottom line is that the Bills have some contenders here. Coming off a really good offensive season where they scored over 500 points, you have Stephon Diggs leading the NFL in receptions and yards, Josh Allen, an MVP candidate. The offensive production is going to be there. So I think Josh Allen has a good chance of winning it. I think Stefan Diggs, despite being a wide receiver, you know, if he builds off of what he did last year and has some more touchdown production, he could be right in this conversation. Now, when it comes to other players, and I look at the running backs, I don't really expect Devin Singletary or Zach Moss to get the volume of touches to be in contention for this. Neither one of them is going to claim that type of market share, in my opinion. And then for a different wide receiver to be in this conversation, I don't think so. I think Cole Beasley will have a good year. Emmanuel Sanders will be respectable. Gabriel Davis will be respectable. But when we're talking about this award for wide receivers, I think you have to challenge for 
150 catches. You got to push 15, 1600 plus receiving yards and be well over 10 touchdowns. And I just don't know with Stephon Diggs being on this roster that that's a possibility for a different wide receiver. So could it be Allen or Diggs? Yes, but I'm not sure anyone else really has an argument to be a favorite or even in the conversation entering the season. At Defensive Player of the Year, my notes on this is that there is actually positional parity with this award. A linebacker has won the award 16 times, defensive end 13, defensive tackle 10, cornerback 6, and safety 5 times. So you do see a lot of different positions represented here, and it's not necessarily an award that is just for linebackers or defensive linemen. Now, when it comes to the Bills' history with this award, They've claimed it three different times. Bruce Smith in 1990, Bryce Pop in 1995, and Bruce Smith again in 1996. Fun note on Bruce Smith. He is one of only eight players in the history of the NFL to win the award more than one time. Uh, Lawrence Taylor, J.J. Watt, Aaron Donald, they've won it three times. And then Joe Green, Mike Singletary, Bruce Smith, Reggie White, and Ray Lewis those are your two-time winners of Defensive Player of the Year. When it comes to bet online odds, they have Trey White at plus 4,000, which is the 26th best odds of any player in the NFL. So what's the bottom line here? Trey White has the best chance, clearly in my mind. He has the respect of the NFL. He's widely viewed as one of the best corners in the NFL. He gets turnovers right. He not only intercepts the football, but he forces fumbles, he he recovers fumbles, he makes clutch plays in key moments. So he's definitely the leading candidate. But when I look at the rest of the defense, I think there's other players that are worth mentioning. Now, I'm not saying they're favorites or anything like that, but I do think it's worth mentioning these guys. We'll start with defensive line. How about Ed Oliver? If he has a major breakout season, uh, I think he can be in this mix because I think he has the potential to make a lot of plays behind the line of scrimmage. Now, that would require him to have a better season than Aaron Donald, and Aaron Donald had a pretty pedestrian season by his standards last year, and he still won the award. So I'm talking, you know, Ed Oliver would have to have, you know, 15-plus sacks probably to be in this conversation, but if he reaches his ceiling this year and plays 65 70% of the snaps, maybe he can get there, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's... It's a likely thing, but he's worth mentioning in this conversation. Now, I don't think any other defensive lineman is in play for this conversation. At linebacker, I think both of the guys, Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, are worth mentioning. If the defense gets back to being one of the top units in the NFL and they get splash plays, you know, interceptions, forced fumbles, sacks, those types of things, they'll be in the conversation. It's not crazy to think they could be in the conversation because they're on the field, right? They're going to be on the field for nearly every single defensive snap, assuming they're healthy, and there's no reason to think that the production can't be there as well. Um, At safety, both the guys, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and I think it's really the same argument that I made for Milano and Edmonds. They're going to be on the field, and if the unit is towards the top of the NFL again, they have the potential to rack up splash plays. So again, I'm not predicting that any of those players wins the award, but I think they're worth mentioning in this conversation. So 
If anyone's going to do it, I think it will be Trey White. But I think there are six realistic candidates that are worth mentioning in this discussion. Let's talk about rookies. We'll start with Offensive Rookie of the Year. My notes on this is that this became an award in 1967. And the Bills had a quarterback to win this award by the name of Dennis Shaw. He was the first ever quarterback to be named NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. He did it in 1970. Now, here's the fun part of this. He was the only quarterback to win the award from 1970 until 2004 when Ben Roethlisberger won the award. Now, quarterbacks do it all the time now, but I think that speaks to something that doesn't happen anymore in the NFL where quarterbacks get drafted in the first round, and in the past, they didn't play. You sat for one, two seasons all the time before you saw the field. Now you're expected to play right away. You know, if you're a first-round pick at quarterback, you're probably going to start the majority of the season, if not the entire season, for your team. There's some exceptions. There's a Patrick Mahomes. There's a Jordan Love. But for the most part, these guys start right away. So that wasn't always the case. And I think the fact that Dennis Shaw was the only quarterback to win the award from 1967 to 2004 speaks to that being true. Now, let's uh, close the book here on Dennis Shaw. He lasted just four total seasons in Buffalo, with three of those coming as a starter. He was a backup in St. Louis for two seasons before he went to the USFL and never returned to the NFL. He finished his NFL career with a completion percentage of 52.9. He had 35 passing touchdowns and 68 interceptions. Shaw threw 46 interceptions across 24 starts in his first two seasons with the Bills. So um, I guess he was a good rookie quarterback in 1967, but he did not have a good overall career. I mean, 68 interceptions, yikes, 35 touchdowns. All right, so Bet Online does not have any Bills in the, the conversation here for winning this award this year, and I think that makes a lot of sense. It would be very unlikely that the Bills would have somebody in this mix as an offensive player. You know, their their highest drafted offensive players are offensive linemen Spencer Brown and Tommy Doyle. An offensive lineman has never won the award. I don't think Brown or Doyle are going to be the first. And then the only skill player that they drafted was Marquez Stevenson, the wide receiver out of Houston. And I'm not sure he's going to make the team, much less be the best offensive rookie in the NFL. Especially when you look at you know, the, the candidates for this award, you've got five first-round quarterbacks. Every one of them is a reasonable candidate. Najee Harris, the running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's going to be the bell cow for them. Kyle Pitts was a top-five pick at tight end for the Falcons. Jamar Chase at wide receiver, he's reunited with Joe Burrow. You know they're going to throw the football a ton in Cincinnati. Devonta Smith was a high pick at receiver. Jalen Waddle, a high pick, top 10 pick for the Dolphins at receiver. He's reunited with Tua Tungvaloa. Travis Etienne, running back in Jacksonville. I think Trey Sermon, running back out of Ohio State in San Francisco, he's got a chance. Other first-round picks at wide receiver, Rashad Bateman for the Baltimore Ravens, Kadarius Toney for the, uh, the New York Giants, and then even Elijah Moore with the New York Jets. I think he'll get plenty of targets this year. So not just is it unlikely that Marquez Stevenson is a contender for this award, 
I think this is a fun award in general to talk about because I think there are so many really exciting options. And so it should be fun to watch all these talented young offensive players in the NFL this season. Let's go over to defensive rookie of the year where the Bills have a much better chance at this one. Uh, My quick notes on this one are that like defensive player of the year, there is good positional parity where linebackers, corners, defensive linemen, they all win this award with some regular amount of frequency. The Bills history with it, Shane Conlon in 1987 won the award. Jim Hazlitt in 1979 won the award. So a couple of linebackers for the Bills have won this award in previous seasons. And I'll go ahead and say it, Tredavious White in 2017 was robbed. He deserved it in 2017. He should have been part of that list that I just mentioned to you. Bet Online has Greg Rousseau with the ninth best odds in the NFL to win Defensive Rookie of the Year at plus 1,800. And so let's mention the players ahead of him on the list. The best odds, linebacker Jamin Davis from the Washington football team. I think he's a popular choice. I worry that he's like Patrick Queen from last year with the Baltimore Ravens where everybody just kind of assumed with him being on this A really good defense with a lot of talent around him that he was going to pile on the statistics. But Patrick Queen was really a one-year starter at LSU, so I, for one, was unsurprised that he didn't come into the NFL and light it on fire. And I think that's very similar with Jamin Davis, one-year starter out of Kentucky, going into a Washington football team defense that has outstanding talent around him and expectations are high, but I don't know that he has the time on task to deliver this promise right away. I love him as a player. I just don't know that he has that type of season in year one. Micah Parsons with the Dallas Cowboys. I think the defensive talent around him is so poor that that's really going to hurt his chances. Jalen Phillips with the Miami Dolphins. That dude's going to be a problem in the NFL. I mean, just an unreal talent at edge rusher. Brian Flores uh, knows how to maximize his defensive personnel. He's actually my favorite to win the award. If I were you, I'd put money on him. That'd be my best guess. J.C. Horn with the Carolina Panthers. Cornerback. I get nervous about him because he's in such a good division for passing the football, and he's going to be matched up against so many good receivers. Think about the guys in Tampa, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, Michael Thomas with the New Orleans Saints. I just get nervous that those are not going to be good showcases for him in his rookie season. Then you go down, you have uh, Quiddy Pay from the Indianapolis Colts. I think that's a good pick. I I really like his chances to make a lot of noise. He's got great physical gifts, and he's part of a very well-coached Indianapolis Colts defense with good talent around him. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa with the Cleveland Browns. I don't know. We'll see if he gets enough time on the field to rack up the stats. Patrick Sertain, the second with the Denver Broncos. I think he'll have a good year, Um, but kind of like with J.C. Horn, he's going to draw a lot of tough assignments there in the AFC West. The guys from Kansas City, Tyreek Hill, will be a tough cover for him. Uh, You look at Keenan Allen with the Chargers, a lot of good receivers in the AFC. I don't know. I I think he's going to have some rough outings. And then Zavin Collins with the Arizona Cardinals. I don't like his chances either, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I get nervous about Arizona and their ability to get early production out of hybrid players. They've kind of struggled, right? When you look at Isaiah Simmons last year, look at Hassan Reddick a couple years back, 
these guys are very slow developing in that Arizona defense. So I don't know about Zayvon Collins being able to really make noise this year. So to me, the favorites are Jalen Phillips and um, and Quiddy Pay. But look, Greg Rousseau, it's interesting. A lot of people think maybe Carlos Basham could see the field more than him this year. So I'm not counting on Greg Rousseau going out and being a leading candidate for Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think it's not that crazy to think he could be in the conversation, but I'm not sure that he is ready to make noise right away quite like Jalen Phillips and Quiddy Pay are. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only brands that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every single customer. They have everything you could need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. All right, let's continue our discussion with the NFL awards and the Bills' chances of claiming the hardware. Next up is Comeback Player of the Year. The Bills' history with this award is... Doug Flutie, 1998, he won NFL Comeback Player of the Year. When it comes to bet online odds, nobody is in contention for the Buffalo Bills, and I would ask you, who should be? The most notable Buffalo Bills that are coming back and could be in this conversation are Cody Ford at guard and Star Latoule at defensive tackle, and I'm not sure either is really a true candidate when you look at the entire NFL and the landscape of players that could be in contention. The leading candidates, according to Bet Online, Dak Prescott from the Dallas Cowboys, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals, Saquon Barkley, Nick Bosa, Christian McCaffrey, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who was the doctor that opted out of the season. He's an offensive lineman for the Chiefs, wanted to help with the pandemic. Now he's back. You have Derwin James. Daniel Hunter. How about some of these quarterbacks that have new situations? Carson Wentz, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold. Yeah, I don't think the Bills really have anyone in contention for this award, and part of me is happy about that. I hope that the Bills never have anyone in contention for this award, but obviously best wishes to all of these guys working back from injury. So let's close things out by talking about the Pro Bowl and which Buffalo Bills players have reasonable chances to be a Pro Bowl player this year. Let's first look at the Bills' history of Pro Bowlers under Coach McDermott. Last year, the Bills had five Pro Bowlers, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Tremaine Edmonds, Trey White, and Andre Roberts. In 2019, they had three, Tremaine Edmonds, Trey White, and Andre Roberts. I guess Andre Roberts can't go for the three-peat with the Bills this year. 
I'm sad about that. 2018, the Bills did not have a pro bowler. And in 2017, Kyle Williams and Micah Hyde. The following players, I think, have a reasonable chance to be a Pro Bowl player this year for the Buffalo Bills. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, Deion Dawkins. And look, Deion Dawkins has been in this conversation for a few years now. It's time for him to get some recognition for what he's done at left tackle for one of the best offenses in the NFL. Tremaine Edmonds, I mean, the guy's made it the last two seasons, so why wouldn't he be in this conversation again? How about Matt Milano? I mean, arguably the better Bills linebacker. Maybe he should be in this conversation. Obviously, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, probably should have been a Pro Bowler last year. It's about time for him to get his due. Micah Hyde and Tyler Bass. I think those are the players that have a reasonable chance. Like, I would be unsurprised if they were Pro Bowlers. And then in the maybe category, I have three guys, Cole Beasley, Mitch Morse, and Ed Oliver. Any other player that makes the Pro Bowl this year would be a surprise to me. So that's how I see that stacking up. Again, the reasonable chances, Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Deion Dawkins, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, Trey White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, Tyler Bass. I mean, if the Bills go and win 12, 13, 14 games again this year, I think you can anticipate that means around five Pro Bowlers. So, you know, not everyone that just said, We'll get there, but five of them should be if you're that type of team. All right, folks, hope you had fun listening to this. I certainly did putting it together and really taking that high-level look at which Bills are in position to take home some hardware this year in a season where expectations are high, and I'm expecting a lot of very good performances from this football team. Tomorrow we are going to tackle the tough questions when it comes to the Bills' defensive line So if you have questions about any of those players or that position group, short-term, long-term, whatever you have, send them in, joe at thedraftnetwork.com. Throughout the next couple weeks, we're going to finish up defense. So if you have anything on linebackers, corners, safeties, get them in, and we will tackle the tough questions here on the podcast. Herd mentality on Wednesday. So a couple fun days coming up here for you on the podcast. Don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.